1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a new year,
2: and there's new hope for stocks. The Dow theory, and we talk about it all the time, is still bearish. But even there, we're seeing breakthrough levels within reach for both the industrials and transports. And if those indices would close above those levels we would get bullish in a real hurry. So today, I'm gonna bring on one of our market and stock picker regulars from the noon business hour and get his take on things. I'm Andy Gershaw, and this is Games. So as mentioned, I'm gonna bring on one of our WBBM noon business hour regulars, Tim Griske, senior portfolio strategist, at Ingalls & Snyder in New York. Tim, always great to have you on The Gains Podcast.
3: Thanks, Andy. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
2: So, Tim, I want to first start with your read on markets as we kick off the new year. How do you see the first six months playing out?
3: We're off to a, a good start for the year. <laughs> uh, the, of course, the year is not very uh, uh, long so far, but we uh, you know, we've got an up market so far this year. And we actually we had an up fourth quarter, which I think a lot of people don't realize. We may have put a market bottom in back in October. Uh, at least we're hoping that's the case. Now, there's still a lot of uh, news that's going to be coming out over the coming months, especially from the Fed and, and on inflation, uh, that the market's going to have to deal with one way or the other. So I wouldn't declare victory quite yet.
2: As the gains listeners know, huge fan of the Dow Theory. It's been a great tool over the past year. So I'm going to throw some levels that we've been watching out there. Uh, gains listeners, if you don't have these down already, uh, write these levels down. Uh, you know, grab a piece of paper. At the top of the the paper, write Dow Industrials high and that level's 34589.77 that was put in on November 30th of last year. Right below that put Dow Industrials low. And that's those uh, September 30th lows from last year, the Dow Industrials low 28725.51. So that's the levels for the industrials. Okay, at the bottom of the page put Dow Transports high. And we put those highs in also on November uh, 30th of last year, that level, 14,649.20. That's the Dow Transports high. The Dow Transports low also put in late September of last year. That's the low on the transports. It was actually on September 26th, closing price, 11999 So we have really established ranges, the Dow Industrial High, the Dow Industrial Low, and if you go down the page, the Dow Transport High and the Dow Transport Low, and the markets are in both of those ranges. So we have ranges, and like I said in the intro, the Dow Theory is currently bearish, but if the industrials and transports close above those upper levels, those uh, Dow Industrial High and Dow Transport High upper levels, the Dow turns bullish, and look out because that's basically the all-clear sign. So, um, w- Tim, I wanted to just get your thoughts on the Dow theory, and does the Dow theory mean anything to you?
3: Well, I wish I was clairvoyant and knew what the market was going to do uh, You know, over the, the coming months. Um, we obviously have a, a point of view of that, uh, but you never know how the markets are going to react to uh, to the news, both the expected news and the unexpected. Uh, but I think I like, you know, I like the Dow theory, especially in this case, uh, we've had, you know, it shows we've had a big move in October and November, uh, sort of a, a flattish to slightly down December, but not a disaster by any means. Uh, you know, that, um, you know, that high, uh, back at the end of November is very close to, uh, you know, an all-time high for the market. It's not that far off. Uh, So, yes. That's actually an an
2: excellent point, too, is, you know, for as rough as things have felt, and, yes, growth and technology, you can see that in the NASDAQ, has gotten roughed up really well, or or, or a lot. Um, We really aren't that far off of all-time highs.
3: No, we really aren't. Uh, And that's, you know, I think great news um, but if you had a, a tech-heavy portfolio or a mega cap-heavy portfolio, you've you know you've gotten hurt pretty badly here, uh, even to today. So uh, it really depends on on what you own. Uh, but I think it it shows you that you know at least the Dow stocks, which is a very industrial-heavy index, uh, has really held in there very well. Uh, and we'll see how the market you know, rotates going forward. It it will always be a surprise.
2: Speaking of growth being crushed, one of the areas that I like a lot, I'm really, uh, you know, I've had my hands on the uh, Oculus uh, headset. I've had, uh, I've played around with uh, a lot of the software for VR uh, after having my hands on that and then watching Meta, aka Facebook, get crushed. I'm pretty bullish on that. I think you got to pick your spots, but tech's been roughed up. We always like buying stocks when they're down. What do you think about the tech space? What areas of the tech space uh, do you like? And are you with me on Meta? Uh,
3: well, let's start on Meta. And, you know, Meta had, uh, has had an eventful 2022. Uh, you know, it reported um, earnings problems back in February and the stock, you know, crashed then. Uh, and there were some buyers that came in soon after that report, uh, pushed the stock back up some, but it then had a, a, a pretty good slide until that uh, those uh, it reported again earnings at the end of uh, or late October, and the stock really crashed uh, badly. But buyers came in there very strong here. Cheap stock really has a great ongoing business advertising business uh i think you know um zuckerberg uh you know commands too much of the headlines on this stock uh this is a company that really has a ongoing business it's how really a lot of the world uh communicates with each other it's not if you go outside of the u.s. and and western europe uh a lot of communication happens over Facebook. It's not by email. So uh, this is a this is still a great company, and you know investors are buying it up here. It's had quite a quite a run from that uh, that low in uh, early November. Uh,
2: another one just in the space since we're talking growth. You know, not another high profile is Tesla. It's gotten beat down quite a bit. Uh, starting to get a little tempting uh, for me as well. I believe in in the technology and some of where this stuff is going as well. Tesla's also caught my eye, your thoughts on Tesla.
3: Well, the stock has been, you know, uh, you know really unbelievably, um, you know, volatile here. Uh, so, you know, you've got, uh, you know, quite a character, um, uh, you know, in, in Musk uh, to deal with. Uh, he is, you know, using uh, Tesla's balance sheet uh, to... To fund his uh, adventure <laughs> into Twitter, uh, and that you know hurts Tesla shareholders. Uh, you've got to love the Tesla product. Uh, it was, has the first mover advantage, really, in electric cars, especially high-end electric cars. But it's getting a lot of competition here. Uh, I don't. Tesla's not going to go away by any means. It's got. It's a really great product. Uh, but I think I would be a bit cautious with it, despite the sell-off it's had, until we get better clarity on what Musk is going to do uh, with Tesla uh, stock in terms of funding uh, Twitter.
2: Now, you know, uh, though, that once the clarity's there, the, the move on the stock uh, <laughs> uh, often has already been done, though. That's the one thing. That's um, true. Would you feel a little safer? I, I like Meta right now, and I'm dollar-cost averaging in. I'm eyeing Tesla. Not there yet. You like Meta better than Tesla? I I want yeah. Okay. I think it's,
3: it's a it's a real company. Uh, it's you know has a a product that is differentiated, uh, and uh, you know it too has has gotten hurt badly uh, in the markets. But we think it's got a, a a bright future ahead.
2: Growth has been you know as we've been talking here, growth has been rocked. I mean, especially crypto, I mean, in, 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 in the crypto space and technology. But, um, you know, at some point, these stocks will, will bottom and, and head higher and a lot of them will still exist. Um, where are you at right now in that struggle between, or that battle between growth and value? I,
3: I think growth is actually a great place to be here. You know, if you look at the market over the past year, I was, we've obviously been in a bear market. Markets have been, you know, down. But during the bear market, there were bear market rallies, periods where the markets ran up. If you looked at the leadership in those up periods, it was all the large cap growth stocks. That's where the money was going. So it's our feeling uh, that when the market turns on a more prolonged basis, on a a stable basis, uh, that money's going to flow into those big cap um, growth stocks, tech stocks. Some people say they're not all tech companies, Uh, but we think that's where the uh, investors are going to go once this market turns uh, on a sustained
2: basis. Got to think there's a lot more upside with uh, some of these beaten down stocks. But it's interesting, um, quality, it seems like, when you get back in the space, go with the tried and true tech names uh, or uh, or growth names that we all know one other thing in that particular area crypto it's gotten crushed. I've been talking about dollar cost averaging the last couple months here at these lower levels you know focus on, Dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin, dollar cost averaging into Ethereum, you know, Bitcoin, the granddaddy of crypto, Ethereum because of the utility with NFTs and, and, and the likes. Uh, what's your feeling of about crypto right now? Um, and, uh, you know, what, what's the play, including stocks like Coinbase, uh, ticker COIN?
3: Um, you know, I, I get crypto. I understand it. Uh, I am not a fan, uh, at least for uh, investors here. I think it's a industry, um, an investment that is still in its very infant stages. Uh, and we all know, in the early days of technology, how volatile those stocks were, uh, and how there was a huge washout uh, of those stocks in 2001, two, and three. Uh, we think the same thing is probably happening here with crypto. We don't think it's over yet. Uh, so we would personally be very cautious about this this space. Uh, blockchain, uh, which is, you know, the uh, distributed ledger, uh, we d- think does have quite a future and really could, um, you know, be a, a force here. Uh you know, it's going to take some time to develop as well, but we prefer that uh, to uh, the coin uh, crypto.
2: And, and fair enough. I mean, it's it's definitely not a space for everybody, and especially when you're managing other people's money. I always uh, joke on the podcast, I'm a degenerate, so <laughs> I'm going to go in and out and, and scalp uh, trades and just do all kinds of things. And, and for a lot of our GAINS listeners that are like that as well, uh, we can even find out, or we can find ways of making money even in in down markets. Uh, you know, one of my tactics that I've said for a long time is buy these extreme dips, and then just get the quick profit off the uh, the pop. But I have been dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm with you. Love blockchain, and I I do see these these different waves. I think there's going to be a ton of altcoins that get, you know, uh, that become worthless along the way, but yeah um, sure. I'm a believer in that, but, but I understand a lot of people who aren't in that space and, and you know, and I take a very long view with crypto. I, I, uh,
3: I agree with you on the whole premise of dollar cost averaging and also taking advantage of oversold conditions. You want to make sure that the investment uh, is good uh, at its core. Uh, and if it is and the stock gets hit because of a bad quarter or, you know, a piece of bad news, take advantage of that and, you know, ride the stock back up. Um, so I think it's it, dollar cost averaging, taking advantage of down stocks is a, a great way to manage money. Uh, as a trader, uh, I keep, you have to be disciplined uh, once a stock does recover to move out of it unless it's you know, clearly a, a great long term idea.
2: Yeah, I, and th- that's an excellent point. I mean, there's two types of thing, and and we talk about this on the podcast. Uh, use the Dow theory. Use um, really conservative uh, investment strategies for the money that we really want to hold on to, the fun money. And I liken it no different than going into a casino. Maybe maybe a little better than that, but uh, uh, you know, it's like playing red or black on the roulette wheel. Taking, uh, you know, uh, a prop odd uh, for the Super Bowl, Uh, you know, it's gambling, and you want to give yourself a a a good chance of making a a bunch of money. But that's what that is. And then, you know, you have the other thing where you 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 don't money that you're going to need in the long run. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Tim. I'm going to ask him about energy markets and plays going forward when we get back. But hey, be sure to subscribe follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If that's an option for you, I've been told that's podcast gold. Would totally love the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new GAINS episode drops. We drop GAINS episodes on Wednesday mornings. We'll be right back with Tim after the break.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: All right, back with Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist at Ingalls & Schneider in New York. As far as energy, that was another big factor. We saw it rally real hard uh, last year. Then it's come back quite a bit, but that, you know, that was also happening in, in the backdrop of us uh, just basically tapping the strategic uh, reserve. Still question uh, scratching my head about that one, but that's for yeah. another conversation. But what's your feeling on energy going uh, into, uh, you know, this year and, 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 you know, over the next, say, six months?
3: Uh, Well, energy has uh, always been a a tough sector for me, and I think for for a lot of investors, uh, it's often counterintuitive. Uh, But, you know, having said that, you know, we like it here, and it's really for, you know, long-term fundamental reasons. Uh, There's obviously a a green wave hitting not only this country but the world, uh, and green energy is certainly going to be a growth area. But it's going to take a long time uh, to convert us from using fossil fuel to uh, using purely green energy.
2: That's where uh, I'm at. I, I'm exactly with you. Like I like the technology. I see the value. but I, and it's kind of seems like you're with me on this one, trying to flip the switch way too early before they're ready. and and, we know how that kind of can play out.
3: Right, exactly. And that's why these stocks, uh, these you know, energy stocks, uh, uh, these fossil fuel stocks have done so well, uh, you know, not only last year, but the year before. Uh, and it's just it's been a, a, a strong outperformance. It's been the place to be, clearly. Uh, and the stocks are not expensive. Um, and, you know, we we like it here. Uh, And And
2: they throw off nice dividend yields as well. You got to love the yields that a lot of these uh, companies will be throwing off. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, you're, you're totally right. Uh, You got dividend yield um, and you've got companies that are really, you know, in the driver's seat here in terms of, uh, of, you know, um, filling a void uh, for a long period of time. Uh, And especially, you know, uh, investors who who don't, uh, for social reasons, don't want to own the sector, um, you know that I think just creates even more of an opportunity for those who are willing to have some exposure uh, to fossil fuels. It makes a lot of sense.
2: I'm there with you on that one, and and I I just think that as the global economy comes back, uh, even with uh, more vigor in the next year. Uh, those energy supplies are going to get uh, even tighter uh, as usage goes up. And again, I mean, they they haven't – I just feel like they've kind of tried to turn the switch too quick. And you can even see that the stock market's even priced it in in, in some of these EV companies and some of these companies that were also growth tech, I guess you would call it, um, high-growth names that have pulled back. A lot of that was – this this move to green so it's interesting how this all plays out and I'm with you um you know if some of those who are are just shy of of the space for you know either political or social or or individual environmental reasons for the rest of us who are willing to move in there I think it's an opportunity talking about dividends along you know oil companies often throw some some nice dividends for those looking for yield um and, and again this goes back to the value play in a lot of ways as well. Uh, for those looking for some yield, where are you turning to? I know that space is done fairly well, but are there opportunities in value and, and, and specifically yield, dividend, and that kind of thing?
3: Well, you you know, you certainly mentioned one, and that's you know the energy stocks. Um beyond that, I think I'd also like to point out the master limited partnerships, which are primarily oil and gas pipeline businesses, uh, and you get a, a big yield uh, on MLPs, huge yields. Uh, and, uh, you know, the taxes on them are, you know, often minimal uh, on those yields. So uh, it's a space uh, that takes some extra accounting work. Uh, but besides that, you know they are they are great stocks but they are going to somewhat move with the price of of the commodity of oil and gas so uh, that's just something to be aware of
2: yeah i'm uh, i'm there with you on mlps uh, one that i had talked about for a while was enterprise product partners that was indeed. one energy transfer was another that uh i had had gotten in and and have kind of played the uh the trade uh i mean there's like you said there's a ton of energy uh in the space too some some real estate uh exposure too so there are some other exposure to different sectors but yes you are totally right a lot it's very energy and and then real estate and you know, as, the reits yeah uh, go the, ahead the reits know,
3: I, I would i would certainly look there for yields as well uh those stocks have come down Uh, They're a lot less expensive than they were. You've got some really good yields there. uh, And a lot of of, of very good growth areas, Uh, you know, um, cell phone towers and and AMT uh, is, you know, a great name. Um, The cloud stocks, uh, which are also REITs, uh, EQIX. Um, The distribution centers, uh, PLD. Uh, these are all you know uh, we we think you know growth areas uh, the REIT um structure uh, is um steady uh, steadier than stock earnings uh, and you got some great
0: dividends
2: yeah and that's that's the nice thing and, and plus there is a little less volatility in those um as far as big blue and dow uh, stocks anything that catches your eye in the, uh, you know, the blue chips, you know, the likes of when I mentioned big blue, the likes of an IBM or the likes of a Microsoft or, or, or something even bigger Procter and Gamble. Are you going super safe? Is there anything in there that you kind of like? Uh,
3: well, i actually, I'll start with IBM because it's really been the star of the tech sector here uh, for the last year. Um, you know, this was a, a Company that was really down and out. They'd made lots of mistakes. Uh, they seem to be pulling it together, at least somewhat. Uh, and it's a, a cheap stock, so it's it's done extremely well. So uh, obviously, it's an old, somewhat of an old technology stock, but it really is a very much of a going concern and interesting stock here. Um, at this point in the market, we think we're you know near the lows, um, and so we're not going into defensive names at this point. We think that play is over. So
2: Yeah, I should have not- done that. You know, that would have been a move maybe a year ago, of course.
3: Exactly. That would have been the time to make it. But you could have made it, you know, at any time last year.
2: Right. As, uh, as you're as you're just kind of, you know, unloading maybe some other frothier names. Exactly. Well, you know, if you so, weren't moving into cash, I, I think I'm sure a lot of people moved into some of these big names as well. But go ahead. So
3: it's been a great place to hide, but we think that play really is over. A lot of these stocks have gotten very expensive. uh, And so we would rather be in some of the stocks that have gotten killed. Uh, And, you know, a lot of that is are the big growth companies. So, uh, you know, you can look at certainly a Microsoft and NVIDIA, ServiceNow, uh, Google, uh, Meta. Uh, Amazon, you know, these are all, we think, you know, great companies for the future.
2: And as we're wrapping up our conversation today, what's your takeaway?
3: I think it's that markets come back and we've obviously been in a bear market, but the, the key there is we've been in a bear market and look ahead, we're going to have a big rally. Uh, and we think a steady rally in the market. Don't know exactly when it's going to occur. Maybe it's already occurring. Maybe it's within the next six months. But it's out there, and it's going to be a, a great opportunity to to make money and to invest for the long term.
2: How soon do, do you think that comes? Does it come before the end of the year?
3: Oh, absolutely. Okay. And um, my only question is, does it come before mid-year? Uh, but we think, you know, by mid-year, we really think the Fed will have, have gone have on pause. In terms of rate hikes, uh, we think we will have seen some big drops in terms of an, the inflation data coming out, uh, and we think we're we're back to a, a normal market.
2: Where where do you sit on the recession uh, conversation? You know, I mean, I've talked to a number of people who say, you know, we're in a recession right now. You know, we have others that said, hey, we're in the recession, but they changed the rules, so technically we're not. Uh, we have others say that the recession is yet to come for another year. Where are you on that conversation?
3: Yeah, we're we're just sort of not worrying about it because we think even if we have a recession, we're not going to know about it until it's well after it occurs. And we don't think there's a, a very much of a likelihood that we're going to see much of a recession or any type of deep recession. So we can certainly see an economic slowdown. We think we're seeing one now. Um, But, uh, you know, as soon as the Fed pauses, um, we think uh, there's a big opportunity in terms of uh, the market returning to normal at that point, uh, at least starting to to turn higher on a sustained basis. Um, So, uh, Is the
2: Fed going to follow this through? Do you think the Fed is going to go as much as they've indicated? Uh, And then, again, there's a lag to all of this. And then by the time the Fed is done— Finally, the market's probably already made its move.
3: Absolutely. But, you know, the the risk here uh, certainly is the Fed pauses, and but it's not enough. Or they're still, you know, continuing to raise rates and inflation isn't going down, isn't gapping down. Uh, but at some point, it will. It just – we might have a bit of pain here. We might have a real recession uh, if – Uh, inflation doesn't come down soon
2: parting shots and if you're buying a stock this week what is it you know I'll go with Apple
3: you know great company great innovator not a real expensive stock uh, great management uh, love the products
2: and I love that pick. hey big thanks to Tim Grisky senior portfolio strategist at Ingalls and Snyder in New York and hey be sure to subscribe follow leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts if that's an option for you and as always subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new games episode drops we are back next wednesday and i look forward to seeing you then
0: on news radio wbbl